Hello, how you doing? Welcome again to the While You Are Single podcast. I'm glad that you joined us again this week. I hope that the podcast has been a blessing to you. Last time, I began talking about what love is, what love does, and what love is not. What love is, what love does, and what love is not. I began talking about what love is. And the first thing I mentioned last week was that love is unconditional. The second thing is that love is a sacrifice. Love is a sacrifice. In Romans chapter 5 verse 8, we're told that God demonstrated his love toward us or God showed his love toward us by sending Jesus to die for us. Jesus sacrificed his life to benefit us in demonstration of God's love for us because love is a sacrifice. Likewise, when we demonstrate love to somebody else or when someone demonstrates love to you, they will sacrifice themselves your, on your behalf. By sacrifice, I mean die to themselves, just like Christ died to himself to save us. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Christ was struggling with a task that he had to undergo. He was struggling with going on the cross, but he did not allow his feelings to hold him back from going on the cross on our behalf because he loved us. Similarly, just like Christ laid down his life to benefit us, just like he died to benefit us, we also die to ourselves to benefit the person we love. There are going to be plenty of times in a relationship where you choose not to do what you want to do in demonstration of your love for the other person. That's what I mean by sacrificing. That's what I mean by dying to yourself. Christ literally laid down his life for you and I in demonstrating his love. Similarly, along the same lines, when you and I love somebody, we lay down our lives. Literally, when people get married, they literally lay down the rest of their lives for the other person. When we sacrifice ourselves in demonstrating our love for someone else, sometimes me becomes we. Sometimes me becomes us. Mine becomes ours. What I want becomes what we want. And sometimes me becomes you. Mine becomes yours. And what I want becomes what do you want. Love is a sacrifice. Therefore, if somebody is sacrificing you to benefit themselves, they do not love you. If someone sacrifices you to benefit themselves, they do not love you. If somebody loves you, they will sacrifice themselves to benefit you. They will die to themselves. They will hold themselves back from things that they want to do so that you can be happy. Along the same lines, we also have to die to ourselves to benefit the other person because love is a sacrifice. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, Paul says, Husbands, love your wives. Paul did not say, Wives, tell your husbands to love you. Paul was speaking directly to the husbands to love their wives. In the prior verse, in Ephesians 5.23, Paul speaks to the wives and he says, Wives, submit to your own husbands. 
Paul did not say, Husbands, tell your wives to submit to you. Nevertheless, my emphasis is on the fact that love is a sacrifice. And in Ephesians 5.25, Paul speaks to the husbands and says, Husbands, love your wives like Jesus loved the church and gave his life for her. And gave his life for her. He sacrificed his life for her. Love is a sacrifice. The men, we, guys, as husbands, the onus is on us to love our wives like Jesus loved the church and gave his life for her. Christ is a picture of the husband in the marriage. The church is a picture of the wife in the marriage. Notice that the scripture says, Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave his life for her. The church is referred to as a her because the church is a picture of the wife. That's why sometimes in scripture, Jesus is referred to as the bridegroom and the church his bride. Husbands, men, we are the ones really who are supposed to be loving the women unconditionally. In 1 John 4.19, the scripture says, We love because God first loved us. Our love is in response to the fact that God loved us first. And how did he do so? How does Jesus love the church? By sacrificing himself. He loves the church unconditionally. Similarly, men, husbands, are supposed to love their wives unconditionally. And consequently, the wives love their husbands back. Just like how we, the church, those who have received Christ, love God because he first loved us. Therefore, when a man does not love his wife like Christ loved the church unconditionally, sacrificially, she doesn't respond. That's why a lot of times to gauge where a woman's heart is in a relationship, you look at the husband. How is he loving her? While there are some exceptions, the onus is on us guys to love our wives like Jesus loved the church. Now, a guy cannot love his wife like Jesus loved the church if he does not know Jesus. If he does not know or have a relationship with Christ, he will not be able to love her like Christ loved us. Men are supposed to love their wives like Jesus loved the church. Men are supposed to love their wives unconditionally. Unfortunately, in some cases, it seems like the reverse is the case. It seems like it's the wives that are loving their husbands unconditionally and the husbands loving their wives conditionally. Some women love their husbands whether he looks like a receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers or looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. However, some men only love their wives if she looks like Eva Longoria. But if she looks like Eva no longer, he doesn't love her anymore. That should not be the case because love is a sacrifice. Number one, love is unconditional. Number two, love is a sacrifice. Number three, love is a fruit. Love is a fruit. Galatians 5 verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness or gentleness 
self-control, or temperance, depending on the Bible translation you're using. If you notice, the scripture starts off by saying the fruit, singular, not fruits, plural, of the Spirit. It says the fruit, singular, of the Spirit, yet it mentions nine things. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. Bible teachers have said that the fruit itself is love, and everything else mentioned alongside it are its ingredients. Therefore, the love, the fruit, is composed of joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. Perhaps you're listening and saying to yourself that this revelations about what love is make you feel like maybe you're not ready to really love because you might feel like, wait a minute, Tokes, I mean, love is a sacrifice, love is unconditional, I'm, it, it's kind of difficult to love sacrificially, it's, it's difficult to, um, to love unconditionally, it's really hard, I mean, this is difficult, well, be encouraged, God obviously gives you the grace to love. Nevertheless, the fact that love is a fruit should encourage you because the fact that love is a fruit lets us know that love leaves room for development. Have you ever heard couples say that they love each other more after years of marriage than when they first got married? The reason that took place was because the couples nurtured their love to grow. They allowed their love to grow because love is a fruit and because it's a fruit, it grows, it, it blossoms, it flourishes, it, it, it develops. Therefore, regardless of where you are in your love walk, through the grace that Christ gives us, it can grow to the point where you truly begin to express the attributes of love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. Love is a fruit. In John 15, 5, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So through your connection, through your relationship with Jesus, through your obedience to him and allowing the spirit of God to, to, to direct you, you will be able to grow in love and grow to express the true nature of love. In Romans 5, verse 5, we're told that the love of God has been shed abroad our hearts or it has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit that was given to us. The minute you receive Christ as your Lord and your Savior, the Holy Spirit makes a deposit of love in you. And as you are connected to Christ, he, His grace nourishes you with the ingredients to help you grow in love. This is one of the reasons why I believe God does not release people into relationships yet. If your love fruit hasn't grown to the degree that God determines is necessary for you to be able to get into and handle a relationship, he will not allow you to be in a relationship. Now, of course, you can do your own thing, which a lot of people do. But God wants to ensure that you get into a relationship at the right time. One of the things that he looks at is your fruit of love. Has it developed enough? I believe that's why Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 4 says, Do not awaken love before it pleases. Sadly, too many people try to awaken love. Too many people try to get into love and relationships when they haven't developed the fruit of love. 
And when a person has not developed the fruit of love, not only are they unable to love somebody else, but they are not able to receive love because they really don't know what love is. Love is a fruit. When your love fruit is squeezed, when the love fruit has matured, when the love fruit has developed and is squeezed, you spurt juices of joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. Unfortunately, when a person's love fruit hasn't grown enough, what happens is when the love fruit is squeezed, instead of joy, you have depression and anger. Instead of peace, you have chaos. Instead of patience, you have impatience. Instead of kindness, you have rudeness. Instead of goodness, you have evil. Instead of faithfulness, you have faithlessness. When the immature love is squeezed, instead of gentleness, you have rowdiness. Instead of self-control, you have someone out of control. Instead of meekness, you have pride. Have you ever eaten a fruit that wasn't ripe? It's bitter. No wonder too many people are left bitter in relationships because they have not grown in love. And when they try to love somebody or are in a situation where somebody who is not maturing love is trying to love them, they're left bitter. They're left with a bad taste in the mouth of their relationships. They are devastated. They are pained. They are brokenhearted because we haven't allowed the fruit of love to grow. Don't awaken love until it pleases. When the love fruit hasn't been developed, what you end up with is displeasure. You will be displeased. So be encouraged and allow God to grow the fruit of love in your life because love is a fruit. Number one, love is unconditional. Number two, love is a sacrifice. Number three, love is a fruit. Number four, Love is a decision you make. Love is a decision you make. What exactly does that mean? What do I mean by love is a decision you make? Find out next week. Thank you for listening to the While You're Single podcast. I hope you have been informed and inspired by what love is. We are going to continue along this line next week. Take care and stay blessed. Thank you for listening to the While You Are Single podcast. We hope that you were informed, inspired, and impacted. OJ Tokes has written a life-changing book titled Rejected for a Purpose, How God Uses Rejection to Help You Find and Fulfill Your Destiny. If you would like to learn more about the book, please visit ojtokesministries.org. That is ojtokesministries.org. If you like Christian inspirational hip-hop, check out OJ Tokes' Christian inspirational hip-hop album, A Breath of Fresh Air, which is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and other music outlets. You can also learn more about his music by going to ojtokesministries.org. Thanks again for listening to the While You Are Single podcast, which OJ Tokes presents weekly every Monday. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share with your friends and join us again next Monday. Until then, take care and stay blessed.